Hello, this is Magenta Drafts with me, Simona Roy, recording this on March 6th, 2022. Hi, everyone. You know, a a thought that just popped into my head uh, while doing my intro is, have you noticed how British people say sixth in in two different ways? Some of them say sixth. I don't know. They don't end it. They are like sick. And then some people say sixth. Like they do the TH at the end. I always find that so fascinating. (laughs) So that is, I'm like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that you came from different regions and and they say sick? I don't know. It's so weird. It's so weird. And not every British person says it like that. Some people say sixth. So I would like you to watch out for that. (laughs) These are where my thoughts wander. It's been bothering me probably for the last two years because I've just been noticing it a lot more. It came up for me in the pandemic. I'm like, well which way is it? And I want to know, is this a clue as to where this person grew up or whatever? Um, And I also want to know if I'm making it up. I really don't think I'm making it up. Stuff like that pops out to me more than the average person because of like speech and sounds and things like that. Like I always, you know, those pop out more to me. They just do because maybe it's like my singing or whatever. But I've noticed in my TV viewing, watching a lot. I'm like, oh, this person, because I think Paul Hollywood from, oh, this is how I started picking up on this, guys. Okay, so I'm a big, 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 big fan of the Great British Baking Show, sometimes called the Great British Bake Off. I think it has to do with what uh, production company or what television channel they were on on because of the name, but I think right now it's called the Great British Baking Show. So I have been a big fan of them for a while, for a really long time, actually. And then I, in the early part of pandemic, I fell in love with Paul Hollywood. And yeah, I mean, I wasn't attracted to him before. And then it's it's so funny, like with attraction for me, it's like, I'm not, I'm not attracted to them. And then literally one day I wake up and I'm like, oh, they're hot. Does that happen to you? Because that's sometimes how attraction works for me. Um, It must be like my subconscious is working overtime to like, you know, get them in my brain. And then all of a sudden it pops to the surface and I'm like, oh, right, they're hot. So I was never into Paul Hollywood until the pandemic. And then I was, you know, in love. And uh, I would notice uh, you know, because they there's a lot of first place, second place, third place, right? Especially when it came to um, they're like the blind one. Uh, I, like I'm so tired right now that I do not um, remember anything, and it's hard for me to even speak. So I apologize. But here we go. It's with the technical challenge. So that's when the bakers uh, do not know what they're baking. They just get a list of ingredients and very sparse directions, instructions of how to create the bake. And then so then they're judged blind because they just put their bakes randomly on the table behind uh, a photo of themselves, a photo facing out to the contestants so the judges don't see the photos, just the audience does. And then so they're ranking it after because like Paul will be like, this is he'll always start from the bottom, you know, him and Prue. Um, And then Prue will also, you know, be if it's her recipe, then she's like taking lead in the judging too, right? So they trade off on whose recipe it is. And uh, so they'll they'll rank them. And so this is why this number six, sixth, uh, has been in like, you know, knocking around in my brain because they'll be like in sixth place, but they'll say sixth, 
sixth. And then also the one of the hosts, Noel, says it like that too. So if you know the answer of this like two British pronunciations, please reach out to me. I'd like to know. I'd like to know if it means anything or if it literally doesn't. But I have a feeling like how do you have two pronunciations of like the word sixth? In America, <laughs> we have one. I don't think anybody is calling it sixth. Oh, thanks, car horn. Sorry about that, guys. What can I do? This is life. Oh, it stopped. Uh, so what was I saying? Okay, yeah. In America, there's only one pronunciation. That's sixth. And if you're saying sixth, then you have a lisp. So are, are half of these British people having a lisp only on this word? One needs to know. You know, and I was thinking, I was worried today about how I was going to fill up this podcast. And this just happened organically, guys. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get with this dumb podcast, okay? So, all right, on to this week. Still taking the potions. I don't know if the potions are making me emotionally numb or not, but like I just don't feel as emotional these days. Yes, of course, I'm an emotional person. So, you know, if I think about something too long, things will bubble up to the surface. But for the most part, well, that's, you know, I was reading this horrible book. I have to say, I, I, for 75% of the book, maybe I did not enjoy it. My friend Asia and I were texting about it. And it is um, The House of Earth and Blood by that author that I talked about on my obsession with Akatar episode, uh, Sarah J. Mass. So she she's writing this new series, the Crescent City series. And the first book in the series is House of Earth and Blood, I believe. And oh my God, it is such an information dump. It's so complicated, this world that she's building. And 75% of the book, I said to Asia earlier, I was like 50%. But when I really think about it, it's like 75% is just so annoying to read. And then the last quarter of the book, you're like, okay, things are happening. Like, okay, the plot is moving. Like, you know, because it's a mystery. It's kind of a fantasy mystery book. It's interesting. So but I would say it's not one of her best. Oh, my God, there goes the alarm again. Why was I talking about this? Um, Yeah, I I don't know. So I was reading this annoying book. And um, so most of it was bad. And then I got hooked on it in the last 25%. And then the new book is out. And apparently, like the next book in the series, like people are going uh, crazy about it. Uh, but so in this, I was, you know, going to write off this book and then just be like, you know, this is a horrible book. But I found myself like tearing up. There were times where I was like, on the verge of tears. I didn't like ball or anything because I'm a 38 year old woman. Um, but, um, I did get teary eyed. So do I think that the potions are totally numbing my feelings? No, but they kind of just, um, maybe they're blocking out the noise for me. I don't know. I'm still going to continue, you know, taking these and watch like 10 years later, I just like have cancer or something. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say box gives you, oh God, I don't want to give the sound bite. Nothing. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying these are like harmless and because they're harmless, I don't know if they're doing anything. But I do think that I'm less emotional. And I want to say that something has fundamentally changed in me over the last couple of years, because I forgot that like, for most of my life, I just have had a very strong pessimistic outlook. And to the point where like my dad and I would have arguments about it, I think he was worried about 
how I would survive in this world with such a pessimistic outlook. And I just kind of thought like, yeah, I'm a pessimist because, you know, I just knew that I would rather protect myself than be uh, disappointed. So if I just told myself things would not work out or they hardly ever work out for me, then it's a defense mechanism of when things didn't work out. And I'd be like, oh, see, like, I'm glad that I didn't, you know, put my eggs in that basket because it wasn't going to work out anyways. Um, but I do find that now, especially you would think, you would think after your your parent dies, your mother dies, that you would start getting a pessimistic outlook. And it's kind of been a 180 for me. Um, I do consider myself an optimist. And I think like things happen for a reason. And I'm trying to always ascribe meaning to things, which kind of frustrates me as well. Let's be honest. Like, I'm like, oh, here I go. Like, my brain just automatically is like, well, why did this happen? Why is this happening to me? What good could come out of this? You know? So I just kind of never even really put two and two together till yesterday that, like, wow, I've really shifted my outlook in life after an immense tragedy, which, um, I don't know. I, I, kudos to me, I guess, my resilience. See, being so resilient, I, I never thought I would be. I thought I'm just, I thought I was a person that I would just fall apart over the littlest things. But, you know, life has shown me that I'm not a person who falls apart. I'm a person who, like, actually, like, gets stronger. So there's a little conceit for the day. Uh, but yeah, I've turned into an optimist and like without getting into too many details, because the details don't matter. But there was this project that I thought that I was going to be hopefully be a part of or get an answer about whether I was a part of it or not. And I have heard nothing from the other side of it. And like the, the team that I would be working with. And they said that I would know by the end of February, either way. And end of February came and went, as we know, it's March 6th, because 6th, because I'm in America. And I haven't heard anything. So I emailed uh, the team member that I was working with. And I emailed her on Tuesday. And I haven't heard anything. And I guess I'll email her again. You know, am I going to email her every week until I get an answer? Time will tell. Either I will or won't. Like, I don't want to bother this girl. You know, maybe she doesn't have any answers. But it would be nice if, you know, I was to know that she didn't have any answers. Like, maybe the timeline has shifted. But uh, it, it makes me feel like crazy. It makes me feel like I made this up. And it also makes me feel like, well, why is this happening? What is this supposed to teach me? What am I supposed to learn? And I think that it goes back to kind of, I mean, I don't know, I'm taking it on like, because this is so ever present in my brain right now, when I think about like manifestation, and um, kind of the three signs that your it'll happen sooner than later. And I think that this is driftwood where like it feels so close, but it didn't happen. So you're disappointed. But um, I think it just means that it's close. So it just it was a very weird situation to like be kind of thrown into and then given hope and then like, no, no communication. So I'm confused. I'm confused and I'm trying to ascribe meaning to it. And maybe there's no reason. But I do believe that I'm like, this is a really weird thing that happened. And now it's just like, 
it feels like I made the whole thing up. So why is this happening? I just think maybe it's a step closer to something else. That's how I'm going to choose to believe it. And you know what? If we're thinking about crazy Abraham Hicks again, choosing to believe it in order for you to feel better will attract things that are good for you. God, so stupid. But (laughs) I am choosing to believe that it happened for a reason. I don't know why it's halted. I don't know why I'm getting like dead air on the other end. Time will tell, you know, time will tell whether it was just a weird fluke or, you know, you just never know what can come out of something else. And to my point of having a negative or pessimistic outlook, I think a lot of that has to do with the inner voice in your mind. And I saw this again, this not great movie, because at first I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. The writing isn't that bad. Um, but then I got bored. I got super bored to towards, I don't know, the second half of the second act. You know how like movies are in like three acts or whatever most things are entertainment wise. And I I got bored. And so I was like looking at my phone and stuff. So that's like a telltale sign for me where I'm like, eh. but also we as we know, my attention is lower these days, as are is most of us. So the movie that I'm talking about, and you're going to laugh, is this movie Tall Girl on Netflix. So I had seen Tall Girl, the original, a while ago when it came out. I think probably in the beginning of the pandemic because I was watching all these like rom-coms and stuff. Uh, and I was like, oh, this isn't actually that bad. And it, and it elicited an emotional response from me. And I was like, oh, like these like it was I didn't love the main girl. I mean, she's a tall girl and she's getting bullied because she's tall. So like really of all the things that you get get bullied from. But, you know, whatever, like people get bullied for whatever reason. Let's not like. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what the reason is, whatever. I think it was based off of a book. So the book is Tall Girl as well. So anyways, so not riveted by her performance in either film. But I think that the side characters are really good. Like there's this one guy, young man, boy, child, um, uh, who's like her best friend in it. And I think he's a really good actor. And I've seen him in lots of things, starting from like Adam Sandler movies to that horrible show that I watched all of Lock and Key, which I'll continue to watch. Um, See, he's a good actor. So I'm always watching out. I'm like, this guy's gonna, he's gonna make it. He's gonna be around for a while unless he like doesn't survive like child stardom and, you know, Hollywood at such a young age. But so anyways, Tall Girl 1 was actually better than I expected because I had very low expectations for Tall Girl. And then Tall Girl 2 was funny in the beginning. And I thought, and oh, Steve Zahn is in it. And also, um, what's her name? Angela from The Office is in it. That she, They play uh, the tall girl's parents. I, Angela Kinsey. I should know her fucking name. But I am a huge fan of Steve Zahn. Huge. I love Steve Zahn. Love Steve Zahn. So, wow. Okay. <laughs> that took a turn. Steve Zahn, Angela Kinsey play her parents. So this, this cast is actually pretty good, right? Along with that funny kid that I'm like, oh, he's going to go places. <laughs> he's got a talent. Um, so Tall Girl 2 was not as good as Tall Girl 1, I feel. I'm just going to say it. Um, but when back to the whole point of why I brought this up, and I've turned into that person who, you know, just uses entertainment 
to make a point about something and it's really very long and drawn out. But she starts getting this voice in her head that tells her like that, you know, she's pathetic and she can't do anything and she's terrible. And it's a very negative self-speak talk, self-speak talk voice, I should say. And um, but it was like really over the top, this voice. And so I couldn't take it seriously. I'm like, you know, the negative voice, at least in my head, makes some sense, you know, and it's not like just a crazy demon voice in your head that's just going to say horrible things to you. I mean, I'm sure like, yes, we have say some horrible things to ourselves. Absolutely. But it doesn't start like that in the get go. It starts giving you, at least for me, some kernels of truth. So then you start like believing the voice. And then you're like, Because the voice will give you evidence. They'll be like, well, why are you trying this? Because remember you tried this other thing two years ago and how like royally you failed at that. So like, why would you try this? You're going to do that again. Like you're going to fail. Okay. That's an example of at least my voice. And maybe my voice is just a smarter, more intellectual, intelligent voice than the voice in this tall girl's head because the my voice will trick me to be like, look, I'm giving you evidence-based arguments. So that's why you should start listening to me. And uh, yeah, so I felt it was a little too, too over the top, which then took away from the importance of the fact that we all do have, you know, negative self-speak I think. I mean, maybe people out there don't. So kudos to them, I guess, for dampening it or never having it to begin with. That must be an immense source of confidence that those people have. But the technique that I learned from a friend of mine, so tall girl aside, tall girl two was not great. I can't I can't even recommend tall girl one or tall girl because I was in a place where I liked really fluffy things then. And now, you know, Simona 2020 is quite different than Simona 2022 because at 2022, the year we have suffered immensely and we keep suffering. So um, I can only I can't enjoy fluff as I once used to be able to enjoy it. But a cool technique that a friend of mine was telling me about is just naming that negative self-speak talk in your head, like give it an actual name. And um, I mean, I don't want to put I'm not telling you who my friend is, but like she gave them she gave two different voices names because there's not just one. Right. Uh, But, you know, she gave them one of them is Olivia and the other one is James. And I just thought that that was so fucking fantastic. What a great thing to do. How fun, especially to somebody like me who talks to inanimate objects and, you know, about my best friend, my minivan when I was younger, PJJ 541. I used to talk to a willow tree. So now I have the power to name these voices in my head. I love that idea so much. It really tickled me. And I think it'll just make me laugh. And when I laugh at something, then I'm usually like halfway out of that negative place. So I haven't come up with any names yet for those voices. I think the potions have like lessened those voices in my head. You know, maybe it's like accepting imperfections is working. Maybe confidence is working. Maybe face your fears is working. And the grief is, I think, also working too, because I don't feel like (sighs) encompassed in it all the time. You know, I think the difference 
I think the thing that makes me not dwell on my sadness is because I have all these goals that I'm trying to meet and I'm trying to do them not just for myself, do them for my mom. Like I want to achieve so much for both of my parents so that, you know, we can all like be happy that I got to do the things that I wanted to do with my life, you know? So I'm so like focused on that and constantly focused on it. Maybe that's, that's, that's not a great thing either. But when I focus on those things, I'm not so much thinking about like how much I miss her, you know? And as the world crumbles, I'm like, it's better that she's not here. God only knows what other stressors or horrible things are going to happen. And yes, she suffered a little on her way out, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, I just, you don't get to see all the different pathways your life could have taken. You know, we can't, we can't all have sliding door situations. And, you know, I never even saw that movie, but I understand the metaphor. Um, But maybe I'll watch it. I tried watching it once and I was just like, she's on the subway. I don't know. (laughs) I just like lost interest in the first five minutes, you know? So, but maybe one day I will. We'll see. But the whole point of this is I was talking about negative self-talk and how the potions are maybe lessening that for myself. And then when they do rear their ugly heads, maybe I should name them. And maybe you should name yours. And if you name yours, then it kind of takes out their how they can fill your mind and you take over and cripple you because that's what we like to do to ourselves. So if you name them, you can just be like, shut up, Livy, whatever, Olivia, you're such a dumb bitch. You know, you can say stuff like that, I think. Um, Um, and you know, I don't know if the grief potion is working or not, but uh, a cousin of mine sent a video of her wedding and my mom attended the wedding. And to see my mom on screen was just really nice. It didn't actually make me feel sad at all. I was just like, oh, I wish I just had more videos of her. Honestly, I mean, more than pictures. I wish I had more videos of her. I mean, of course, we could always have used more pictures. Like, we just as a family didn't take that many after a certain age. And um, I just wanted to see her more in life. And I'm so glad that she got to be a part of that cousin's wedding because, you know, the thing that is getting me emotional when I think about it is that, like, she's not going to be at mine. And... If I do get married, I mean, look, look, at this rate, I don't know. (laughs) And maybe then I'll be like, oh, I'm glad that she went when she did because I never got married. Uh, But I mean, I do want to be married. I really do. So I do think it'll happen. Let's not let, I don't know. I got to come up with a name. I got to come up with a big, juicy name in my brain that um, that's that's being the negative version of me. So anyways, I do think about like, I was worried about a little worried about looking at that video of my cousin's wedding with her in it. But at the end of the day, it just made me happy to see her and to like boss people or like seeing her bossing people around and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. And I I know she'll be with me at my wedding in, you know, 2050. (laughs) Um, so yeah, this was a circuitous episode. I used a lot of stupid examples to try to explain my points. I, and now you know how much I love the Great British Baking Show. I am not in love with Paul anymore. You know, I figured out through the pandemic that 
it would never really work with us. I think he, you know, he's a lot older than me. And I think he's set in his ways. I think he's not a man who will really compromise. And I think like in order to have a successful relationship, you have to be able to meet someone halfway. So, you know, whatever Paul's doing, baking bread, I asked him to bake me a bouche de Noel and FedEx it to me. He never did that. So I think that was the first red flag that told me that this is never going to work out. So I'm no longer in love with him, but I still very much like to support the work that he does uh, during the Great British Baking Show. So (laughs) there you go. I live in a fantasy. It at least keeps me happy. And with that, I'll just say bye.